One of the most important things we can do as parents is help our child become a good and wise decision maker. In fact, that will impact the rest of their lives. You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. And a lot of parenting we feel is the do, do, do. Hmm. But it really is the why are we doing all this that we have to always keep in mind, especially when they throw their temper tantrums and they don't make the smartest decisions, <laughs> even about the little things. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting because I think we don't think why we do things. And there are reasons we don't think why. Why should I do this? Why should I maintain? this? Why should I go after it? What we end up doing is our schedules get so busy and so packed, and you and I are talking off air about how not only that, but a, a woman's self-esteem is often how much she can cram into a day. Yep. And she's not sure why, except that other people are looking at her and say, wow, you are like superwoman. All the yes. stuff you get and drop them off and make the calls, and you got everything going. It's an old Anjali commercial that you're too young to remember, that mm -hmm. she stirred it up in a pan and did all these other things all at once. And I think we don't back up. And uh, like we've said many times here, we don't think of why we're doing the things we're doing. And if I don't know the whys, I'll never know what to do. I'll never be able, I'll never be a good decision maker as to what should be in the schedule and what shouldn't be in my child's right. schedule. And what we want to talk about this week is the importance of raising a good decision maker. I want to raise a child who eventually goes out the door and hits that college campus and the college campus doesn't make the decisions for him, and the professors don't make the decisions for him, and the sorority house doesn't make the decisions for her, mm -hmm. and put a plan in place that helps my child. But I think when we look at the list, if you were to ask the average parent, what are the top, if you could pick five things you help your child goes out the door with, I would bet being a wise decision maker is not one of them. You know, good grades and independent and self-sufficient and whatever it is that they have on their list. And even Christian parents may not think that helping my child make wise or good decisions is that important. And if we don't think about it, then here's what we do. We get so busy during the day, we'll make all the decisions from, no, no, you have to be here. Right. No, no, you got to get in the car and you got to do this. And we got to get to that. And we don't stop and let them process decisions. And we don't stop and teach them the way to process decisions because we don't know whether this is really important or not. Mm -hmm. And it kind of boils down to what's the motivation in your life and how are you transmitting that to your kids? You make wise decisions for what? For your benefit, you know, naturally speaking, but also to honor God. And that has to be at a day-to-day -day pouring into acknowledging God, pouring into their lives as far as this is what's important. Mm. And because this is important, we make decisions towards that. But the kids don't even, I mean, that's like beyond that. us sometimes. They, no, they won't get that. But they have to get that at some point. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and the fact that they won't get that and positively never get that until they're forced to get that by many, 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 many foolish decisions and they're 30 years old and incredibly in debt and miserable and life's not working. And so you want to start a process that helps them be wise decision makers. And that whole decision making is a learned thing. But I agree with you. If they don't see me working at making wise decisions and how I process it, and if I'm not willing to stop and take the time to say to my kids, why do you think we did that? Or why do you think we didn't do that? 
Or why do you think we gave this and didn't give that? And how do you make those decisions? And and actually, as young adults, with one of my children, they were in the car and there was a woman standing by the side of the road and she held a sign saying single mom and need rent money or whatever. And I don't usually do this a whole mm-hmm. lot, but my kids know I'm all in on single moms mm-hmm. and that's a key ministry here at Sheridan House. And I reached into my pocket and I had $20 and I buzzed down the window and handed her $20. And she said to me, I want to thank you in the name of Jesus. And she said that before I could say that this money is from Jesus. And I was kind of blown away. She was in a sorry or whatever you call those things that, you know, made me wonder if she was from the Middle East or something on our corner. And we drove away and it was real quiet in the car. And the three of us, Rosemary, one of my children and me. He was 16 or 17, and he didn't ask the question, but he had to want to ask the question, why did you do that? I've never seen you do that before. And I said, why did I do that? And he said, I don't know. You tell me why you did that. And I said, I don't know. There was just something in me that God wanted me to do that. I can't explain it. I just knew I needed to let go of that $20 bill and that she needed it more. And it was one of those unusual moments where God rewarded me with that, with her saying, thank you in the name of Jesus. I think I want to help my children process, not just those, but bigger decisions, when to leave a party and why to leave the party. But you won't leave the party if you don't know the why. And this whole decision-making process could impact the rest of their lives. It could impact whether your daughter gets pregnant or not. Mm -hmm. It could impact your son stepping in at the right time or not stepping in. But what we tend to do is our culture flocks them together. You know, I was with a man at lunch today, and he said, one of the greatest challenges for me to raise kids, he said, Bob, your kids are out the door. Mine aren't out the door yet, but mine are learning in school that sexual orientation is up for grabs. Right. That either way is fine. Just know what you're going to do. And he said, they don't even know how to make that decision unless I jump in. I said, you've got to jump in. And, you know, it's not an issue of opinion. It's an issue of biblical mandate. And it's not an issue of castigating and being brutal to the sinner. We've all sinned and fall short. But it's helping my children make the right decisions and helping them process it against the grain. The verse in Romans 12, 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. It's Romans 12, 2, and there's a mandate there that first says, don't, don't make the same decisions the world makes, the same decisions that are customary for the world, that everybody in your little social groups make. But the rest of that verse says, but let God transform you to a new person. How does he do that? By changing the way I think. So how do I get transformed into a new person? It's by over a period of time, a period of years, learning God's word, trusting God's word. Mm -hmm. And that means with my children, sharing God's word with them and helping them. So Roby, let me answer this question. Why did I do that? I almost felt like we're in the caravan and I didn't want to walk by this person on the side of the road. No, I don't do that much, but I don't know. She was dressed conservatively and and it almost looked like her people had abandoned her by the way she was there in that outfit. And I don't know, I'm imagining it and I just felt God compelling me and we were stopped at the light and it just seemed right. But it's that good Samaritan thing. And then he asked, how do you know who to go by and who not to go by? And I Mm -hmm. said, I don't know how to answer that. There's guys that are always on the corner, always on the corner, always. I don't give them any money. They've become professional panhandlers. Mm -hmm. I've never seen her before. And actually, Rosemary went back the next day because I forgot to give her a Sheridan House card to come for help. And this was just like a half mile from Sheridan House. And she was not there. And I said, wow, what do you think? And Rosemary said, I think she got enough money to pay her rent. And that's all she was there for. But I want to connect it to Scripture, but I want to raise wise decision makers. It's interesting, though. Even your experience kind of mirrors what you read in Romans. The second part of the verse talks about you're going to know God's will for you, 
after you have changed the way you think. Mm. And so kids sometimes won't understand God's will for them. They're not going to understand. Even I mean, we're still trying to figure it out as parents. We're trying to, you knew it was God's will to give that $20 after you already gave it. And so sometimes for us as parents, we got to get things straight and then we'll figure out, oh, this is the right way. And it's the same for kids. You're teaching them how to make wise choices. They may not see the benefits as they're making the choices. They'll see them afterwards. Right. That's a trust, isn't it? Yeah. It's one of the Weird. Well, no, it's Moses at the burning bush. And when he's arguing and arguing and arguing and arguing with God, and I think it's like chapter five of Exodus or six, somewhere in there. And then God says to him, look, this is how you know I'm with you. Mm -hmm. After you've done what I told you to do and you come back out and go to Mount Sinai, I will meet you there. And this after the fact, knowing that's not what I'm looking for. Could could you levitate me right now or do something (laughs) where I know you're with me? But he does everything he does to build our faith, Mm -hmm. to build our faith. And to be very honest with you, as I'm buzzing down the window and she sees she's coming to the car, I'm wondering, am I supposed to be doing this? Am I supposed to be doing this? And I just felt led to do it. And when she touched my arm and said, thank you in the name of Jesus, that wasn't for her. That was for me. You know what, son? You're so pathetic with your little $20 that I didn't need to begin with. (laughs) But here's what we're going to do. I'm going to show you. You need to be responding more to this, to Mm -hmm. listening to me. Mm -hmm. And so I want to teach it. And one of the translations of Proverbs 22.6, where we know it as train up a child, one of the translations is teach a child to choose the right path, Mm. which is, it's actually not a translation I use a whole lot, but teach a child to choose the right path. And we have to help them choose right Mm decision-making. And we're going to talk during the rest of the week about some of the things you do and some of the areas you do. But so often we make all the decisions for them. You know, when Roby was little, he'd come, mom, should I wear this? Should I wear that? Should I do this? Should I do that? What what should I play with? And we had to learn not to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. We're not going to make those decisions. And when Tori was little, if you made the decision, she'd do just the opposite that you made. We had to allow them decision-making opportunities when, in the process, some bad decisions and there will be consequences. Some good decisions, there will be cheering. Mm -hmm. And so our job, and it's a mandatory job before they leave home, is teach your children to make good decisions, to make right decisions, to make wise decisions. In in the third movie of Raiders of the Lost Ark, you're not even old enough to remember this movie. I remember that one. But when Harrison Ford goes into the cave and the old crusader is in the cave with all those options of the holy chalice, Mm -hmm. And the first, the bad guy goes up to the holy chalice and he picks the wrong one and dips it in the water and drinks from it and he melts. He picks the most ornate one and he melts. Disgusting scene. Yes, it was a hilarious scene for me. But Harrison Ford now needs to go in to save his dad, who's been shot. Sean Connery, one of my favorites. And the old crusader looks at him and says, choose wisely. And it hit me when he said that. Everybody chooses. As a matter of fact, in the 80s, we were robbed as Christians of a word choice. We were robbed this word Mm pro-choice. We're actually pro-choice. We choose not to go with the culture. We choose to save babies and we choose to choose wisely, not selfishly. And so when he's telling him, you're going to choose, choose wisely. Mm -hmm. I wanted to help my children begin the process of understanding there is a process for decision-making in everything you do. There is the short-term, I'll be happy serving myself decision or the long-term If I do this, I know I'll be happy in the long run. At least I'm trusting God that I'll be Mm -hmm. happy in the long run. That's a process we all need to teach our children to do. 
And one of the ways you also teach the kids is also by sharing what you chose. It may be even a bad decision. You know what? We have to do this because we have so much credit card debt because mommy and daddy made really bad choices and we bought all these things that you see in the house, but now we can't go out to eat for another two years because of such and such. You know, just also highlighting that we made bad choices and how the kids can learn from your actual mistakes. I think that's a great illustration that a lot of people miss out on great teachable moments. I know with my kids, they will never forget the times that I've had to apologize to them. Those are huge in their life. When I had to say to Tori, I'm sorry that I lost my temper. I'm sorry that I yelled. Mm -hmm. Will you forgive me? And she probably remembers that more than any other thing in the house. And the, <laughs> I time, remember my the time I had to write her a note of apology. <laughs> I think we're missing here that our job, if we do all these things and don't teach them how to make wise decisions, we've sent them out to the wolves. And they will conform to whatever the culture says, whatever yes. society says, whatever the wrong celebrities that are put before them says is acceptable and right. Making good decisions isn't by default. Like you don't naturally make good decisions. No, I naturally make selfish decisions. Right. And sometimes a selfish decision is I don't want to kick against the goads. I don't want to go against the grain. Whatever the crowd's doing, I don't want to do that. I don't want to stand up. It's the Dietrich Bonhoeffer decision standing up in Nazi Germany. It cost him his life, but he, boy, the day he arrived in heaven had to be absolutely phenomenally unbelievable mm -hmm. because he was a major hero that we'd have never heard his name mm -hmm. ever if he didn't make the decisions he made. I want to raise children who understand there is a decision-making process. And to make that decision, you've got to go back first to whose you are and then why you are his. And now what should I do? All of life starts with whose are you? Are you the crowds? Are you your own? Or do you belong to God? You belong to Christ. Once you know whose you are, then you can know why would I do that or not do that? Now you know what to do. Yeah. There is a decision-making template that becomes easier and easier and easier as you practice. As you practice as a small child sharing. Mm -hmm. As you practice as a small child learning not to have temper tantrums. As you practice as a small child having an accountability where you are held accountable for your behaviors and you're held accountable to put things away and you're held accountable to stay in bed when you're two and a half trying to figure out the crib to bed thing, mm -hmm. all those things. And you're in the process of learning to make wise decisions. Our job as a parent and one of the top most critical jobs is raise a wise decision maker. You've been listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. And if you want to hear this program again, share it with someone. We're going to be talking about this topic of raising a wise decision maker for the rest of the week. And every day we'll be posting up this broadcast online at parentingtoday.org. You can hear it there. You can link to it on Twitter, Facebook, even sign up for the email blog. There are lots of options there, all to serve you in so many ways. That's, again, online at parentingtoday.org. If you want to find out more about Sheridan House Family Ministries and all that it does, serving single moms and kids and counseling and so much more, you can even find great parenting resources there, too. That's online at shfm.org. That's short for Sheridan House Family Ministries. That's shfm.org. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow for more on raising a wise decision maker here on Parenting Today.